the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, what will President Trump get up to for the time he has remaining in office, even if it's just a couple of months? Think he can do some damage, Binkley? I've been listening to John Brennan a lot lately, and from what John Brennan says, all of our lives are in danger, and we need to get him out right now. Well, I was thinking something along those lines that maybe there is a danger and a couple of things have kind of come together for me. First of all, it was on the news that supposedly Iran is doing nuclear stuff, yada, yada. And what they do is they use nuclear energy, just for the record. But so they're talking about Trump is asking, I think, for military. He's asking his advisors about potential military options for striking an Iranian nuclear site. And I was thinking originally when he was elected, I thought the number one reason he was elected was to get a war with Iran started. When he killed Soleimani in Iraq and Soleimani seemed like a like an earnest Iranian versus uh, Rouhani, who does not seem like an earnest Iranian, but a Western conciliator or even colluder. I thought, well, maybe this whole Iran thing is. They they are our great Satan the way we're their great Satan, and it's really there just to justify a lot of activity over there without actually starting a war. Now, a real war justifies more activity than just the just the kind of cold war that we have with them now. So it is still possible. And my thinking was that or what what really clicked is that towards the end with Trump this year, and I'd mentioned this, people were saying when I would ask them, what do you what is it that you like about Trump? What policy do you really like about Trump? I really want to know the answer. And the answer came many times the same just this year. He hasn't gotten us into any new wars, which is kind of a twisted way of things. Has he brought people home? Is that the best that you can expect from a president? Is this makes him your hero? Just a weird thing to just rally behind. And I couldn't figure it out. Grasping at straws. I don't know. But maybe it was foreshadowing as to the only good can say about him isn't even true if he actually manages to start a war with Iran. And of course, people who don't like him will attribute the whole thing not to geopolitics, not to the military industrial complex, not to the defense, the finance and the oil companies wanting it, but to the fact that Trump is a petulant baby and he is mad. So he's just going to kill people. Yeah, I saw some of that sentiment expressed on social media with I think it was a celebrity. It was a blue check mark, no doubt, that was tweeting how Trump is going to kill as many people as possible on the way out. But it felt to me, I, I was, I had an image of Trump just walking through the White House with two machine guns, just plowing people down. I didn't necessarily think yeah. Iran, but that's a that's an interesting thought. It's definitely a possibility. There was a headline about that on CNN asking if he will go after Iran. They're also talking about how the Pentagon is moving ahead with plans to draw down troops to. 2,500 in Iraq and Afghanistan by 2021, which, as we know, is something that the pro-globalist community does not like. They like to have those troops. (laughs) That's right. That's what we covered in the last Rockfin video, I think, correct? Yes. Hey, and by the way, for Rockfin, I I was thinking we should do a, a proper live stream for Rockfin people. Maybe next week, like 
the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Next Tuesday. And I want to tell I hate to insert a little ad, but I'm going to share the show Tuesday opportunity. It's not only share the show Tuesday, which it is. So please share the show. And I realize not everybody knows someone who's ready for the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So you might have to share it with more than one person. And then I also want to say streamlined Patreon. So if you're thinking of joining, you want to join in time for this week's DPP disappearing patron party, go ahead and check out our new offerings. I put some swag up. So if you join, you can get a mug or a t-shirt. Great mug, great shirt. Yes. Great stuff. I love this stuff. And I mean, even my kids wear the t-shirt. It's funny. So the other thing I want to say is, though, if people want to join Rockfin, uh, I had run a special. I'm willing to run that again, maybe to the end of the year. I mean, I just want people to be able to get we can't give you a discount over there, but we can at Patreon. So if you want to do Rockfin, if you want to get all of our content and you're a patron or you want to join Patreon, shoot me an email at the propaganda report podcast at Gmail dot com. And uh we can figure something out. Yeah, I think of Rockfin as kind of like Netflix meets YouTube, whereas the you subscribe to one creator, but you then get access to all of the creators on the platform. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely worthwhile on its own, but you know, people only have a certain number right. of subscription uh, dollars, yeah. and we. My goal is always to put out the absolute maximum of high quality content for the buck. I kind of want to be like the Chick Fil A or the In and Out podcast. Like you're just like, obviously, there's a long line because they give great stuff for the right price. Although I've been getting peppered with what about Whataburger? So I got to give a shout out to Whataburger. Yeah. Yeah. And those are video podcasts over there, Rockfin. Yes. And I what I want to do, what I want our next series to be is Event 201, one year after. Yes. And it's still, so it's that means there's still six months left. But I just want to go through, I've been keeping a record of all the things that were in that original Event 201 that have happened. Yeah, you've been keeping great track of that, and we should definitely do that because that needs to be put into one one thing for people to look at or watch. Speaking of the Great Reset, which that's related to, that was trending yesterday on Twitter. We mentioned it briefly, and it ultimately reached the top of the Twitter trends. This has been a slow sort of exposure to the mainstream audience for the Great Reset. It started kind of getting in the conversation, the mainstream conversation a couple of weeks ago. Of course, we've been talking about it for months, but it's always a bit strange when you start to see those things that are kind of hidden or in the shadows become the top trend on Twitter. Many people believe that it was trending on Twitter because of something that Justin Trudeau said about how the pandemic has given us an opportunity to reset things. And I believe he was speaking to the UN. It was a virtual thing. And that is why it got to the top trend on Twitter. That's not why it got to the top trend on Twitter. You have to think about that. Who watches these UN virtual things? Almost nobody watches it. Who sees Justin Trudeau talk about how the vaccine is a great opportunity for us to reset things and then and then spontaneously thinks, oh, the great reset. There's not enough people that think that that then go tweet that hashtag so that that hashtag ultimately gets to the top. The way that a lot of these hashtags get to the top is, is a marketing, is a coordinated marketing effort. And what we saw yesterday was very intentional. We hear them talk. These guys who are doing the great reset, they not only want to change the planet, they know that changing the planet requires war, a war mindset, and the biggest tool of war, we saw this in the CyberCon psychological warfare 
panel discussion we did. These are in the propaganda books and literature for the past hundred years. Propaganda, not kinetic war. Propaganda war is the biggest and most powerful tool of war, and that's where you start. And this is the beginning of the propaganda war. And marketing is something called AIDA, awareness, interest, desire, action. This is the awareness campaign. They are intentionally putting the Great Reset to Twitter because they need to win over the public. They have those 70 million Trump supporters that they either need to change the opinion of or whatever they're going to do with them. So they're starting the conversation. And by putting it on Twitter, you put it on Twitter, which is a divisive, polarized platform where people will take the position, the opposite position of what their enemy takes. And so you control the first impression of what the Great Reset is by putting it on Twitter like that. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. One more quick thing about that. You're probably going to start hearing your progressive friends promote the Great Reset because they see that and they see what it's about. And to them, it's describing the same Marxist progressive appeals they've been hearing from their political leaders, except it's, it's done in a more organized, more well-funded, more global globalized way. And they say, oh, this is great. Finally, somebody big is getting behind our progressive effort to do things. And they might also be adjusting their messaging. Because they talk about the propaganda messaging in some of these clips, so putting it out there, feeling out the reaction, then adjusting that messaging. This is all about getting people to beg for the Great Reset. There's definitely some elements of that. I, I, I'm not arguing. I'm trying to get my mind around it. Mr. A texted me that the that that article that I think it was Ism Kant had sent it us originally about it's 2030. I own nothing. Have no privacy, and I'm happy that that's popping up a lot. Yeah. So when Stuff pops up, the Great Reset, when they were hitting the Great Reset from National Review, when I started popping, uh, seeing it on Lou Rockwell and stuff, obviously it's becoming this polarizing thing, which has its pros and cons. For me, it's it's like that will get you 50% support right off the bat yeah. for what you're just right off the bat. There's also the possibility that it's a meet you in the middle kind of thing where it's so extreme that... The it's like Obamacare. Yeah. The GOP never said healthcare should be personal, and it's not. It's not health insurance anyway. It's just flat rate healthcare, and that's not right for everybody. States should decide. You, they could do anything, but instead they said repeal and replace. Like, why would that be their motto? It's a dumb, bad thing. Right. And, and then I was thinking, like the beginning of Fox News. When I was growing up, there was no Fox News. It was all liberal. There was none. And I was pretty young when it came out, but I remember it coming out. It was a Reagan thing. And I remember it, with any of this stuff, all of a sudden, the 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 quote right or the Republicans had a voice. They had a voice, and you could listen to it, and you could bat warmth, even if you didn't agree with everything. But then all of a sudden, because it had a voice, it was your voice. Whereas before that, my dad knew about Ron Paul in Texas. He would send him money. In, this is a guy with nine kids. He used to send Ron Paul, a congressman from Texas, money he was before ahead Fox of the game. News. Yeah, when, when I moved to Texas, my sister said, oh, my gosh, you should move to Ron Paul's district. And I said, 
who? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I was an adult and I didn't know it, but my father always knew. And I'm just saying my father taught me about the Constitution. He taught me about how the government hijacked it. He taught me all that stuff in a traditional way, whereas now once Fox came in and got to be loud and noisy about some issues and not others, they're real loud and noisy about some things. And then they compromise, let you in the back door. They get you to accept half measures and two half measures is a full measure. Yeah. Absolutely. They win you over by revealing some things and then that lowers your critical guard down. And that's when the real insidious stuff can happen. So I wonder if we should turn to the subject of like Georgia, what's happening in Georgia these days. Oh, I can tell you what's going on in Georgia. There's going to be a flood of people coming in from other states who are campaigning, doing canvassing. Probably why Georgia's not going to get the lockdown before anybody else, because you got to have all these people on the streets and you got to be holding rallies. And one of the reasons why there is a little bit of that controversy over are people going to be moving to Georgia to vote is because Andrew Yang had tweeted out that him and his wife were moving here. And it kind of implied they were moving there and encouraging others to move there so that they could vote for John Ossoff and the Democrat, which is not legal to do that. And so now they've kind of been backtracking, saying, no, 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 we're just going there to political canvas and to support the candidates. But I can tell you what the effort to win on the Democrat side, how it's how it's going down, what their focus is, if you'd like to hear that. I want to interject, though. Okay. I think it's freaky that being out here in L.A., I have been saying for months now They are chasing people out of L.A. I mean, how many times have I said that? They Uh, are chasing people. And I was like scratching my head. Why would they do this? Why would they do it? I mean, it's pathological. Like, it's a pathocracy. Why would they do it? And I thought of a few reasons. To crash housing prices, to empty out the city for the Build Back Better thing, and... One of my three reasons was they are going to push people. I thought it was Texas, but I should have realized it would be Georgia because that's where the filming moved already. They've already yeah. set up that little ant line from L.A. to Georgia. And to, and I just thought this would be something that it would take years to notice. It ne- I never thought it would be so blatant, so obvious and in time for this election. And I have to say, I'm really shocked at how little I am. Um, People have attacked Doug Collins for splitting the ticket right out of the gate for Leffler. She would be the senator right now. He'd never had a chance. She was the incumbent. And then the other thing is that they are, there are still enough uncounted votes, maybe almost twice and as enough, to get Purdue a clear 50% majority over Ossoff. So all this noise about a recount, about Trump ballots, I don't understand why people aren't laser-focused on just finding X number of Purdue votes that will get him over fit. You don't even have to count them all, but he is absolutely within reach. If, from what I can tell, I mean, I have a call out to Garland. We should talk to him on the show. But I don't understand. It says 98, 99% reporting. There sh- it should be 100%. And, and I don't think Asaf would get the runoff then. It's possible. Did you hear anything about this? Not about Nobody's the numbers, no. The focus no, no. is all on the campaign. I'm getting campaign texts and emails from both sides. I, for one, am sick of 2020. So I've decided to make a renewed commitment to a better life. True Hemp Science is part of my plan. Since I discovered True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my routine. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, 
I've incorporated CBZ products into my personal program of improving my mental and physical well-being. Whether you know you like CBD products but have questions about quality and purity, or if you know nothing about CBD products and would like to know more, our friends at True Hemp Science are there to answer all your questions about CBD in general and their products in particular with free personal consultations and a wealth of experience and expertise. And they always have something special cooking for Propaganda Report listeners. So please support these friends of the show for yourself or someone you love at TrueHempscience.com. And to find out what they have cooking for Propaganda Report listeners, go to TrueHempscience.com slash PropReport. And the strategy Democrats are using to overcome the deficit that they currently have in the Senate races is to target the 23,000 17-year-olds who during the presidential election were not eligible to vote, but by January 5th will have turned 18 and will be able to vote in the Georgia runoff. So they're targeting, I was young once, we were all young once, I was dumb, we were all dumb once. They're targeting the dumbest segment of the population and the most controllable and malleable segment of the population in very controllable ways. And I can tell you some of those ways are attempting to get them registered and then influence their vote. We talked about AOC's experiment that she did on Twitch, where she had one of the most viewed Twitch gaming sessions that's ever been. And she got on Twitch and she played games and she talked politics and the chat function on Twitch apparently is very a- active and very moderated. And the AOC's event showed that the audience for live streamers it's that are politically tinged is very – there's a broad audience for that. And you can use it to get voters registered and to sprinkle in campaign reminders and event reminders and suggestions perhaps of maybe who they should side with. And all of this stuff is being conducted by what's called the New Georgia Project, which Stacey Abrams founded with George Soros money back in 2015. Somebody else is the CEO now because she switched foundations and the new georgia project is working with fair fight georgia which is stacy abrams current front organization so two of stacy abrams organizations are behind this entire effort and they're doing twitch the vote campaigns with sneaker giveaways and they got nine thousand people registered back in september doing that so they're going to be doing stuff like that again they're doing mobile gaming trucks where they draw people in with these mobile gaming trucks and they go to key polling locations to get the word out. And then they have people come up and play games and talk about political issues. So they get they get kids to come up and they talk about politics. It's just like the LeBron James thing. LeBron James partnered with Stacey Abrams to do the same thing, to basically tell people who to vote for. Another effort that they're doing is Abrams, has, the New Georgia Project, has created what's called an SOS button. And this SOS button is this is fair fight action as well where people it's an app you can download and the voter can record threats of violence that will have gps coordinates sent to the new georgia project which can trace which polling station is problematic so if you go to a polling station and you decide you don't like the way somebody looks at you you hit the sos button sends it over to stacy abrams the new georgia project they get the gps location that polling booth gets labeled as problematic this is this could be so abused to say voter suppression unbelievable and it would just i could easily see somebody pushing that button for no reason but that it didn't look like people were voting the way they wanted exactly that's that's aggressive to not vote the way that you want them to and then the final one which to me is about as close to vote harvesting as you can get without being vote harvesting is 
the new Georgia project is going to political clubs and high schools. They're going to find youth-run organizations, and they're getting an in-depth conversations with these 17-year-olds who are going to be 18-year-olds, and they're talking to them about the upsides and downsides of voting for one candidate versus another. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cl- – here's your ballot. Let's get registered. Now let's talk about why you should vote for this one why you shouldn't vote for that one. I I don't see why a residency requirement for like 12 months is not a reasonable thing to vote. Like Ireland, I'm a citizen of Ireland, but without living there for 18 months, I can't vote there, which makes sense. And likewise, it's like migration, immigrants and all that. There's it's not effectively disenfranchising someone to tie some length of residency there. I've always thought, so why not have people register to vote in the state one year before the election? Why is that? You know what I mean? Like it would just keep from this kind of abuse. Otherwise, just moving people around from place to place to vote for the Senate, which is a powerful body, and you are disenfranchising the people who actually have to live in that state, who have devoted themselves to that state, and then what is the point of having states at all? That makes perfect sense, and it's very logical. We unfortunately live in a time where logic (laughs) is deemed to be racist in order to shut it down. I read a great article today from the Tenth Amendment Center, which I really like, about something that happened in... Kentucky, like 200 years ago or more, where Thomas Jefferson penned and Kentucky accepted or passed a state, an express overt state nullification statute in response to the Alien Sedition Laws, just saying that if the federal government passes a law that's outside of its its very limited scope, it is incumbent upon the states, it's within their rights to simply not recognize the authority of that law. I've always said that. And it actually proves to me, demonstrates to me that certainly Thomas Jefferson, although I hold him responsible for Marbury versus Madison, but that he would would agree that it is not the Supreme Court was not tasked with adjudicating whether or not Congress's laws are constitutional, because that gives the Supreme Court the ability to amend the Constitution in a way that is not in the Constitution. So this is actually correct. And the reason it made sense, in my opinion, is there was no DOJ, there was no FBI, there was no federal enforcement on the states of federal laws. That only came till uh, after the Civil War, which is also telling. Anyway, so... So what's the point of the states? The states, the point of the states is a a lot more than they're giving us credit for. But now that the, so it wouldn't, I think my upshot was it wouldn't matter so much about them sending people from all over the country to elect senators in your state and tip the scales in the Senate if the federal government stayed within the confines of the Constitution. But we've interpreted this democracy thing or representative democracy or whatever as just any anything that gets any kind of remote democratic process, even if the democratic process itself has been totally bastardized and subverted, that gives you the imprimatur, supposedly the mandate to put any laws you want without constraint. So this all goes to the dictation, the dictatorial stuff, which you were telling me we were talking about before the show about the chick at the Biden rally drinking champagne and having her mask off and stuff. It's sometimes some things are OK if I say so. 
Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop. That's ground.news slash prop and enter the code prop that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News premium membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. Yeah, the Chicago Mayor Lightheart, can't remember what, whatever Lori her name Lightheart. Is. Yeah, that's right. She was out celebrating Biden and talking on the megaphone without a mask and in a big group of people. And she was asked about that if that's if she's being a hypocrite because she's encouraging people to wear masks all the time and all these strict measures. And she just said, well, sometimes those those people would have been there celebrating Biden whether I was there or not. And sometimes you just have to. Do what you got to do or whatever. And what she's saying is she doesn't have to follow the rules other people do. It's the same thing with Newsom, as you were saying. Oh, There's my gosh. theme of people in power throwing it in your face overtly, obviously, that they don't have to follow the rules that they are insisting that you follow. I didn't. I don't think I I think we were talking about that before the show, too. Yesterday, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who's like from a way, way deep, deep California, deep state family. His father was Gordon Getty's financial advisor. I think his aunt was married to Pelosi's brother-in-law. Like they just go way back. That's why he's there, I I think. And he gave, he gave this press conference and. He's like, all the counties are purple, which I guess is bad, and they're really coming down on us and whatever. And along the chat in that live thing was just Newsom's a piece of crap. He's the worst governor ever. Like, people were obviously pissed at him. I see a few signs saying impeach Newsom. But then it came out, I think it was just this morning, that he he had gone to French Laundry. And I mean, anybody who's ever heard of that restaurant knows what I'm saying. I have tried. I've waited to like till the you know, every one month, at least last time I looked, like they open up the reservations and people sit there. It's like waiting online outside a, for concert tickets. Like you wait. I've never succeeded to get a seat there. I have never eaten there. It is the premier restaurant in the country. It is incredibly expensive. And he said he, he went there for Friends 50th. Now, they closed the place down, I think, or something like that. And he said he paid for his own meal. So it was, you know, it wasn't like bribery or anything. But his, quote, friend is a very powerful or at least very popular rich lobbyist in California. Lobbies for Did you say a rich lobbyist company. in California? 
Yeah. Oil companies, amusement. And it actually got to the point where when reading this article, I, I felt like I, I actually understood a little bit more about how politics works. He had, I guess Newsom had asked for a ban on fracking. He asked the legislature to give him a ban on fracking. And one of this lobbyist whose party he was at, one of his clients is Marathon Petroleum or some other, I think that's the petroleum company that was against this ban. And I started to get the feeling like I wouldn't be surprised if Newsom asks for the ban from the legislature, who wasn't going to give it to him, you know, wasn't really on the menu. And then Marathon tells a lobbying friend, how much does Newsom want? You know, like it's just a complete blackmail operation where Newsom doesn't care about fracking. Maybe the voters don't even care about fracking. But if he has something on his desk, he can probably get 500 grand out of Marathon that he couldn't otherwise get. And apparently he's his laws here are so drastic that industries are not able to get an audience with him because he's shut everything down. So for for them to pay his lobbying buddy who they see on the news as having had dinner with him in this time when no one can have access to this guy. My guess is this guy, the lobbying guy, probably greatly increased his revenue just by having this scandalous story out there. Sounds like some mafia stuff going down, it's, like he's kingpin from Daredevil or something, shutting down restaurants, not letting people get a meeting with him. He's really trying to control I, everything. You know I what I got a sense from him? I was watching yeah. his speech. Little uncanny valley watching him. Like there's just something. Like he's Canadian. Is he? (laughs) I don't think so. I was thinking maybe robot or android, but there was just something a little bit off because he speaks well. He's a good looking guy, but there was just something a little off about him. We have a lot of great Canadian listeners. So I hope it's all in good fun. I just always think it's funny. Like there's something a little different in the sense of humor. I don't know what it is, but there's like an uncanny valley between you're just like, oh, he's Canadian. That explains it. Yeah. And they probably say the same thing about us. Well, she's American who, but I mean, there's no subtlety. There's nothing, nothing subtle about that. I clearly fall into that category, but Cuomo's doing the same mafiosa stuff. And the other thing that was also on the news. So your idea that they're actually putting it in our face is absolutely true. When I was listening to just the headline news, so that's just what they're drilling into your head every 20 minutes. It was Cuomo that some sheriffs are refusing to impose in private homes, the ban, Newsom going to French Laundry, and that lawmakers from California and other states are going to an annual conference with lobbyists, a hundred person conference this week on Maui. Now, my husband goes to a conference every year on Maui that was canceled. And but it's guys, okay for them because they don't have to follow like, the rules. We have testing. It's okay. But the testing, 72-hour delay between the test and when you go there. So people don't – this guy's probably at French Laundry. And then they they have they supposedly have tons of false negatives, right? And what about the incubation period? Like this idea that it's foolproof. I mean, to me, it's, it's hazard. If you think your state is so – everybody down what nerve you have to go to a state that has absolutely none in it it really is creating this atmosphere of we just have to accept that they aren't bound by the rules and we are that they are above us there's definitely an atmosphere trying to get us to just to just cave in our hearts and souls to the vaccine to just be like you know what i understand it's like when i had postpartum depression i went on prozac i was like you know what it's terrible for you, but I would give like 
I'm not going to worry about about the long term effects of this just so I feel better right now. Yeah. And that's how you think. Like when you're just under duress and you have to function and you just, th- you know, you just think, look, I'm not going to, I have to just, I, I have to feed my kids, you know, like that's how you think. And that is, that is why it's so easy for them to look at the big picture while it's difficult for everybody else to, because we have those, those pressing needs right in front of us. Speaking of Prozac, I was thinking about dogs last night. I was thinking about now how anybody could not be a dog person, a dog Makes every time I look at my dog, I smile. It's like Prozac if Prozac pees on your book bag. It makes you <laughs> smile. It doesn't really. I think. I, I think it doesn't really do that. It numbs you a little bit. I uh, think. Yeah, that's like true. it just wasn't the. It was. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to know what works. I will tell you. I did take it once when I was young and had dysthymia, which is like a low level. It's like your natural state is depression and i took it briefly and the doctor said it was so new the doctor's like oh it's supposed to just snap you out of that and then you're not in that like that's not it resets your basic level and it absolutely did but it was only for a few months people was on it for years and years i really don't know i don't i don't really know how that uh you know if that's good or bad but i had one last thing for a couple of months years ago ocd yeah and i did not like the way it made me feel at all it made People me don't just, take their like meds. you said, numb, made me not care. I did not like it. Yeah. I don't know. I really have no problems with that anymore. So it's very hard for me. Like I can be like, oh yeah, just go for a walk, you know, I, yeah. but I don't know because I don't have that depression or anything. And I, and I sympathize, but you'll do whatever you have to do. It's yeah. not a good place to be, but to lighten the mood a little bit before we zip into the patron 15, I just wanted to say that Michael in the MO said Kraken is a word for octopus in some languages like German, but the Kraken is not actually a part of classical Greek mythology. Gee, I didn't even know that's what we were dealing with. Zeus orders Poseidon to release the Kraken to terrorize Joppa, the city whose princess is Andromeda, who in turn is chained to a cliff as a sacrifice to the Kraken. Well. Wow. Uh, but they're releasing the Kraken on Biden, I guess. I don't know. That sounds is aggressive. The story. We are. We keep getting teased <laughs> that the Kraken is going to be released, and I, I have a feeling that it uh, might. That something will be released. I know. I chaos. mean, there was so much buildup. There was so much buildup, and I and I I did wonder if maybe it was like Iraq when they were like, "There's going to be shock and awe," and it wasn't. Yeah, because there was possibly. so much buildup. Like for for people to be freaking me out, I usually freak other people out. I was just like, "Really, you think we're gonna have riots in the street?" Like, <laughs> yeah. So I I I I bought dried food. I I didn't buy it all along. The shelves are thinning last again. Time. The shelves have started thinning. Oh, it's so USSR. Anyway, let's talk about. I the have 15. in the patron fifteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little little trivia. We've heard a lot about how there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud, or has there ever been any evidence of widespread voter fraud? I, I have some contrary information, and I'm going to ask you a little trivia question uh, related to And that. I'm going to tell you who once again leads the charge in uh, so many of the movements that we're seeing now. A, I'm, I don't want to call him a sellout, but you judge for yourself. Is this first mover in COVID remedies an entertainment sellout? Or is he just a concerned citizen trying to do his part? 
All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at theprofitreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform at the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content we post every day, we post a DMV. Go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and check us out on Rockfin, rockfin.com, where we do video podcasts. We will talk to you all on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your Share the Show Tuesday.